All right. We'll choose, we'll choose the channel Tricko Nothing. It's trick, like trick, with an O at the end, Tricko. Uh-huh. And then the word nothing. Don't put nothing. The word nothing. That was my old nickname because I used to go to prostitutes <laughs> so many times. They used uh-huh. to call me Tricko, and I never tipped. <laughs> Trico nothing, son. You sleep with them, huh? Yeah. All right. right, So, ladies and gentlemen, we are there. Uh, Paul Brumba is around the studio. I think he's outside right now. So go get him. Go get him. Yes, it's it's the it's the uh, okay. All right. All right, Carl. I'll be right back. Thank you. I will entertain the audience. Right now, I'm going to go to Paul's. I'm going to message Paul. Paul Brumba. Time for countdown. Oh, my speech recognition won't work when I'm on the phone with you. Time, fo. I just do fo. Countdown. Ben. Used to be a time in Verizon where you couldn't text at the same time you're on the phone. You couldn't browse at the same time you're on the phone. Those days are over. Hey, Paul uh, Brumba. Okay, so I got Paul Brumba here in the the Brumba Studios here. He's in the wing here. Uh, Paul, good to have you here. Good to be here. I, I I'm actually one of those people that can talk through a plastic bag and you can hear my voice. <laughs> yeah. You what are you talking doing? through a plastic bag right now. I am <laughs> naturally talking in my regular voice. <laughs> I am it's talking a through bag. a plastic bag. Please, can you at least crack the seal on it so I can breathe a little bit, Mike? <laughs> oh, I should wipe down uh, everything while we do this. Okay, so uh, ladies and gentlemen. dances uh, to the beat of a different drum. Uh, Paul Drumba, that is. Drumba. Yes, good to, good to hear your voice, Carl. We have the countdown of the uh, king himself, the uh, maestro here. of numbers that go backwards. Will you please get up? Well, let's get ready to Brumba. Uh, so the world don't move to the beat, beat of just one drum. We give it up for Paul Brumba. There you go. Woo! Yay! <laughs> All right, guys, you know the drill. Get that finger over that funny little triangle thing. I guess this is uh, right here. There we go. Let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Looks like swap meet. And straight right ahead. Oh, look, there's the no. old 1970s Hollywood sign. Is it that's Hollywood? right. That's Hollywood. The, <laughs> that's the old one, and it's a time in which nobody cared about it, like the government didn't care about it. Right. So and, people were stealing shit from it, like these guys. Right, and they're going to sell it at the swap meet. Original Hollywood signed uh, panel. Yeah, I have one at home. Uh huh. Yeah, I have the original uh, second album, like these guys. I think I bought it off these guys. Now, this guy in the back is so fat, even I laugh at him. Oh, well, he's 70s fat. Oh, here's Fay Ray. Now, this is Annie, and she is waking up at the swap meet. Cheryl really Whoa. <clears throat> what kind of See, it's short, a drive-in short movie theater. Um, yeah, right. Oh, it's a drive-in. That's where they hold the swap meet. She's and this is, this is not... Bud Court. So Bud Court from Harold and Maude, and of course Electric Dreams, one of our movies that we watched. And Blob. Oh, and the Blob, that's right. 
But oh wait, no, he's not Bud. Co- this guy is from the Blob. Yeah, right. Beware the Blob of the guy who looked like Bud Cort. This guy himself, and you're obsessed with him, right. even though. Why? Danny Goldman. Danny Goldman is playing Ziggy. Well, right now we're and watching Cynthia Rixon do jumping jacks in a lingerie. Yeah, this is Annie, and she makes money by being a prostitute. Now, I, I wonder if uh, – have you seen Once Upon a Time in America that Brad Pitt's character lived in a trailer by a drive-in? Once Upon a Time in America, maybe I – oh, oh yes, no, Hollywood, I in Hollywood, in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Was Denzel Washington the star? Uh, Brad Pitt lives in the uh, drive-in as well in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just like uh, Annie. Oh, you mean the last movie by yeah, yeah, yeah. the one with the 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 Manson not murdered. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So Brad Pitt, not Brad Pitt. It was the other guy. Uh, no, Brad Pitt lived in a trailer. Uh, behind a movie trailer of the drive-in. Gotcha. And she I forgot that movie. part. Yeah. Because I remember he lived with um, uh, Mr. Famous, uh, De- um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, he had his own place, too. He he was like a bodyguard and, and uh, sun devil for him. <coughs> Swap meat! Okay, so Swap meat. what we're seeing is the um, the fat fat and skinny were uh, making fun of our um, our girl heroes. Um, that's Nancy, and her name's not jumping out at me. Susan, Nancy, and Susan. Okay. Now right. I had thought that a swap meet was only uh, car parts. Okay, but I was wrong about that. A swap meet is when you get together. Any little group of um, thing, like let's suppose you you're into models, you love models and hobby kits, stuff like that. Well, you could have a swap meet that's all those things, right? But this is really a flea market. I'm not sure why they call it swap meet. It's yeah. a flea market. Well, there's there's record swap meets, right? Where like guys swap their yeah. vinyl, mm-hmm. and then uh, I guess there's I guess model trains and all that crap. Yeah, so this is this looks like flea market, flea market. Right, this this movie should be called flea market. Well, maybe uh, should it be called National Lampoon's flea market. <laughs> that would work. Yeah. Right now, basically, they're complaining about the um, uh, the price to get in. You know, it's like a dollar fifty to get in, and they're like, "Let me give you a dollar." I'll give you 50 cents later. You know, they're having a big argument about it. Okay, there's Annie and one of her Johns. Now, she's wearing the same outfit. That she woke up in? Yeah. 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 Kind of low class. Low class Annie. Now, in real life, she is, I don't know, is she low class? She was um, on in um, Playboy. She posed naked for a lot of uh, magazines, Penthouse, Playboy, uh, and Wee. Do you remember Wee? Wee Wee. Wee Wee. She's from Western Australia. She's from Perth, and she has a really cute accent, quite frankly. She's 
she was in Used Cars in 1980. You and I love that film. I, I have seen that movie. I do like that film. Uh, I think it is not Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell, right. He's and going to he turn was, down. I do think. Sorry. He's looking well, for something. Well, the joke blast. here is like, can you lend me a dollar? And she's like, sure. You know where I keep it. And that's uh, his right. excuse to get into her bra. Hysterical. Oh, this must be the gypsy. Uh, excuse me. The fortune teller, not the gypsy. Right. <laughs> She's this Irish. This is Delvina. She's Jewish. And she is a psychic, and she'll read your palm, et cetera, et cetera. So that's more of a palm meet than a swap meet. Devonina. Now, her only real claim to fame is uh, Bang the Drum Slowly. Which is a baseball uh, movie. 73. You probably heard that film. Yeah, I, I thought it was a war movie, and then it was like about baseball. That's right. It's about baseball. And Bang the Drum Slowly makes you think of uh, – okay, look. There is um, uh, King Vidius. Oh, John Grice? Grease? Yes, John Grice. Let's cut out of here and go to the swap. From Joystick, 1983. Yeah, we, he's a, yeah, we saw that movie. He's great. So this is seventies, John. That was one of the John. first ones I was. That was one of the first ones I was a partner of your show on. Joysticks. Yeah. It was worth it, huh? That's a great movie. Yeah, it was good. It is a great movie. It almost is too good for your show. Well, I found uh, the director, great uh, Grayson Clark. He's a real oddity, Clark Grayson or whatever his name is, and he did a movie called Black Shampoo, which I can't find. But in nineteen eighty three, he did Joysticks. A film with Joe Don Baker where he's on a hunt, and a film where Joe bon, jo, uh, Joe Don Baker is in a horror spoof called Wacko instead of Psycho, and uh, it's on YouTube. And I think it's a, a group that does their own like uh, uh, video riffing as well. But they have like a ton of collection. Next next week I'll I'll find it and then give the link. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna have the movie for us, but I think like this guy, these guys have already done it and they have a copy of the original movie, so that's fantastic, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it won't work for our show because it's kind of I think I think they might have done it for the same purposes, so you know but they have a copy of the movie uh, online which is great. Oh look at this, this is a real like flea market. Yeah, that's right. It really is a flea market. Uh this is a place called um in California. And it's called Torrance, Torrance, California. Yeah, and Torrance. And I'm just assuming it's near L.A. because of the landscape and everything. You know, there's other parts of California that's L.A., you know? Really? Yeah. Like San Francisco? There's San Francisco, and there's uh, Napa Valley, and I guess Fresno and Bakersfield, and uh, uh -huh. the rest. Oh, the valley. A lot of 70s boobs in this movie. And those are all parts of Los Angeles, right? I, no, they're adjacent. <laughs> okay, Rhea Perlman, we see her every now and again, and she's stealing things. That's her big aha joke. Now, Rhea Perlman of Cheers, right? The saucy waitress? Rhea Perlman for Cheers, the saucy waitress, exactly. But she's also from Beethoven's Big Break in, in 2008. Beethoven's Big they finally got it right by the fifth time. That's a good uh -huh. one. Cause Beethoven's fifth? Yeah. 
Uh oh, psychedelic. What was the original Beethoven? It was called Beethoven. Oh, it was uh, it was called Amadeus, and it had no dogs whatsoever in it. I don't recommend Amadeus. it. Amadeus. <laughs> and then uh, no, I'm just wondering if if Beethoven's fifth was the real Beethoven because Beethoven used to have a serious drinking problem, and uh, I don't know that how he could have made it through five. Now you're Although talking. You're you're song. not referring to the the legendary composer. You're talking about the act dog actor Be- uh, Beethoven movies. Exactly. Who had a terrible I, yeah. drinking problem. Absolutely. Right. And it, yeah, and it was really now, difficult to work with. Book. You've talked to me about it before. It's called Hollywood Dogs That Drink. Hollywood Dogs That Beethoven, Drink. Beethoven. Yeah, he fits as prominently into the scene. Well, yeah. Well, he was just obnoxious. You know, you know. Remember in Beethoven, the scene where uh, uh, he shakes his wet uh, dog body on the, on Charles Grodin's bed. Grodin, yeah. Completely improvised. He was just drunk oh, and pissed off wow. at Grodin. Yeah, wasn't even in the script. Yeah, I That's, hear that Grodin and him did not get along. Did not. They did not talk to each other. Uh, during it, they did a table read. It was super awkward. You know, because one's uh, introverted, and the other is a dog. So it's it was just tough, a drunk dog. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, you said that, like, Beethoven would be a rowdy drunk. Like, he would come up to you and smack your beer out of your hand and kiss your wife and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know what he would say to you? What? Ba-ba-ba-ba! <laughs> Beethoven, bitch! I'm Beethoven, bitch. What you gonna do, bro? <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're missing so much, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, well, this so guy it, is, is Carl? Can I ask you? Is I know you've seen this movie at least three times. Well, so, this this time this is my third. I'm a little slower this week. Okay, well, there's no plot to this movie, right? It's just it, there is. It, there well, is there a plot. Is. The first time I watched it, I remember you telling me there's no plot, but right. there is. Oh, all right. Hmm. Oh, look, at the, they didn't even moon the guy. They just pantomime yeah. pants going down. That's right. They didn't really mine. Okay, so that guy is like a bad guy. Now, you saw the red car. That's their T-bird, John Greer. He's borrowing it right. from his father, but he's lying to everybody that it's his car. And the, the guy we saw, the heavy, he's like a rich guy, and he's a jerk guy. So they want to get him back, and they were smearing ice cream on his car. So he's going to go to Fat and Skinny and tell them, look, fuck up that T-Bird for me. Not too bad, but just fuck it up. And here, I'll give you money. And you work for my father anyway. Look, you can see the boom mic. Did you see it? No. That. Oh, yes, it's to the right there. All right, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was. It, it blends in with something. In the, I missed that. Good call, Mike. Well, I'll tell you, there's nothing more thrilling to go to the theater and watch a giant parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we're there. Well, I mean, now it's like, whoa, look at that. They're touching their faces. They're touching shit off of tables. Wow. This must be hundreds of people there. That's the way you think. Oh, get Listen, the TV – by the way, audience, yes. if you, I don't know when you're listening to this, but coronavirus is fresh and new. And it's what is it? Maybe it's the third. This is the second. The second week, it's been serious, right? Well, it's it's March. Down. It's March fifteenth, the Ides of March, 
and uh, it's this uh, virus had started in January, uh, uh, getting noticed in America at least, the start of the year. Well, I mean, yes, in January, and I remember all the open mics I went to, they were making jokes about Corona beer, and if you get the <laughs> virus, like, you start um, leaving, you know, your pickup truck on your front lawn and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's only been about two weeks now in which the TV is like, be afraid, be very afraid. Well, I know uh, Mutiny Radio is a community radio station. We are international because we are stream and our shows are available as podcasts, but we also have a community space and we are part of San Francisco and is community. We started off as a pirate radio station during the, the Iraq war. Uh, it uh-huh. was used and which counts as community work. So we're, we're, we are here for the community and uh, I know that they're still doing live shows here, but uh, they're probably not. Oh, you know what I want to do, uh, Carl, is the Mike Spiegelman Open Mic Challenge. Uh-huh. I'm going to go okay. on Facebook, and I'll say, if you do not perform at a – if you take, accept my challenge and not perform at an open mic tonight, I will donate $5 to you. To what? I don't know. Well, to the food bank would be probably the right answer, but I was going to say Mutiny Radio. No, to Mutiny Radio. Well, Mutiny Radio has got to stop doing shows. They can't encourage people to Them come. Them too. So it's me. I, well, the Mike Spiegelman challenge is do not go to an open mic. Okay. So, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. It would be nice if. Well, uh, America, I recommend that you be irresponsible. I recommend that everyone <laughs> else is being responsible. See, you be the one guy who goes out. It's cool. They're all home. Don't be that guy. I'm gallant, <laughs> not goofus. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. He's, she's rubbing him down with Crisco, huh? Yeah, she's making mistakes. Annie's doing, I'm a airhead, you know. <laughs> I like her. She's from Australia, like I mentioned before. She's Let's got hear a great her voice. Ac- accent. Here we go. Uh, why don't you turn over now? We just took a good look at his man part. Did we? I missed it. Mike. Now, he looks very famous to me, but the, I can't find him credited anywhere. He does look like Joe Don Baker. Face? Yeah. Nothing additional. Oh, good idea. It could be that he just resembles Jonathan Winters. Yeah. Uh, Joe Don Baker again for me, with the, the white side. Joe Don Baker. Yeah. Okay, hot towel on hot. his... He calls it his uh, n- nasty parts or something. Naughty parts for security thing. That's a good a good morning to you. Don't you want to like to see pain? Oh, oh, oh. Incredible! He still has the, the towel on his crotch. That doesn't make sense, right? Right. We, you wouldn't be like, oh, you, someone needs to blow on this and cool it down. <laughs> so look. Now, she was uh, Pet of the Year uh, for Penthouse in 1994. She was on the 25th anniversary Pet of the Year video. Huh. Uh, she started out, like, in Australia. She was a finalist in the annual bikini beauty pageant kind of thing. Really? I figured, a on- I figured it would be daily event. Like... Uh, You've won uh, Miss March 15th, 1975. 
so she it was she was a, a hostess on a local Australian game show too. Uh, she was penthouse House of the month in '77. She was in penthouse in '79. Uh, named pet of the year in the televised pageant at the Aladdin Hotel in Vegas. She did follow up do pictorials. But she looks in, fantastic, right? I mean, she's disco dancing yeah. right now. And today, she sells jewelry. I think it's called Royal something. Um, and when you look her up on the internet today, she's still very pretty. I mean, she's obviously an older lady now, but right. she's very pretty. Well, that's, and, what, that's um, what I say on her on Tinder dates. I'm like, when I met her, I was like, gee, gosh, your picture is – You're old. Yeah. <laughs> but you <laughs> sure are pretty. So oh, she no designs jewelry now. Huh. At, at a swap meet or like online? No, online. She designs jewelry. It's called Royal Something. And I'm sorry I don't have exactly what it is. Okay, now we're at a local bar, and right. this is Buddha. He's one of the three with John Greer, one of the gang. And Buddha is trying to pick up girls, etc. You know, and it's not going so great. Now, remember, Richie Rich told Fat and Skinny to fuck up the seabird. That's why they're there. So Buddha decides, skip the mug. I'm just, skip the glass. I'm just drinking out of the mug. He can't believe it. He's giving like, old, hey, buddy, check this out. That's right. They don't even show it. Fishburgers showed an entire bottle of whiskey being consumed. If you go back in time and watch New Jersey Public Access Cable Vision in 1989, you will see a young Mike Spiegelman drink an entire bottle. I, I was playing a professional doctor. Yeah, and, uh, you were playing I, a professional doctor. I drank an entire bottle of whiskey in one take. Yeah, was it whiskey? Wasn't it uh, mezcal? It, uh, no, it was, uh, it was iced tea in a whiskey bottle. No, but don't say that. Oh, don't oops. Don't say it away. <laughs> But th this movie, they cut. Oh, they're at the drive-in, or is there a make-out point, or are they at parking lot C? They're at the drive-in. Okay, at night, the swap meet is a drive-in. Ooh, showing this movie. And she goes from car to car sleeping with, you know, uh, having sex with her John. Let's try the pizza. It's very good. <laughs> uh, my name is Trico. Trico nothing. Brady, I'm a little bit earlier than I thought, so if you want to watch some more of the film, I can wait. Oh, God, no. Come on in. I I've been thinking about you through the whole feature. I, I can't take it anymore, Annie. I can't get you out of my mind. Well, let me tell you what happens in the rest of the picture. The villain, you know, the guy that's trying to get the diamonds off the young girl? Well, he is, she, is she supposed to be like little Orf a little uh, Annie Fanny? Do you remember that from Playboy magazine, the, the comic strip? Oh, sort of, sort of. It's the creators of Matt. It's Harvey Fine, uh, Harvey Kurtzman and Will Elder uh, doing this strip, and they've done it for decades. Uh, and it's kind of like she's kind of a young candy. She's a can, you know, like the, the candy type of thing. Oh, there goes right. the bug. And she yeah, gets into little adventures. I mean, I love Harvey Kurtzman, and I love Will Elder, so, you know, I'll read them when I can, but... Uh, she had a very tight tube top like her. I don't know if they were trying to emulate that or using that as an archetype. I should ask. 
I have Carl in the studio, the director of Swap Meet. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, Tony Swap. Tony, good to have no, you here. No, no, it's Bryce Mack. Bryce Mack, and he only has four directing credits to his name. Oh my God! Hey, sit down, sit down, please. I'm sorry, I got your name wrong. I know we got the end. No, Bryce. come on, please, please, please. I'm going to studio. Uh, yeah, here, have a seat. Uh, as you know, we have 16 people here in the studio, and we have a full studio audience tonight. So here have a. So uh, what made you uh, decide to? Uh, he left. I'm sorry, Carl. That, that bit went nowhere. Oh, that yeah. sucks. He, did, he walked out in the middle of my my routine. What decade are these guys from? There's one guy with the overalls, and the other guy looks like he's from the John Cryer fan 70s. club. Seventies. They're dancing the disco. So basically, he's like on his fifth or sixth pitcher of beer. Oh, so he's crawling around on the dance floor. Well, he dropped something, and he's going to fish it up, uh, pick it up. Oh, I know. He was walking around the floor like, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I need to pick something up. You got it. Now he's back for three more pitches of beer. And Fat and Skinny just can't believe it. Now, she, one of them is Susan. I don't remember the name. Yeah. So they swap meet all day. There's Susan and Nancy. And Nancy, you know her face because she's been on every television show in the 70s, just not, you know, only one. Right. She was in the Waltons, and she was in Matlock, and she was on an episode of every TV show, but just one. You know, I remember her, actually, in the Waltons. Oh, his guy's taking a piss in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was the one who gave coffee to John Boy. She's like, I got a uh, latte for John Boy. John yeah, Boy latte. Right. They wouldn't do lattes in the 70s. Oh, right. No, they had a cappuccino. I have a cappuccino. No, so I have... here... Yeah. It's fat and skinny in their van waiting for the T-Bird. Now, why do they have to wait for them? I don't know, but they do on purpose to have an accident. Oh, they want to wreck the T-Bird so they wait for the guys to get in? Right. Why not just wreck it? Well, they don't want to wreck it uh, all the way, but just enough to get the story Okay, going. here it comes. And boom! Oh, you got trucked. You jerk! We trucked you. Her yeah. right there. She's been in every TV show ever made in the 70s. Yeah, she's Dana Plato's friend. In different That's shows. why you know her face. Well, thanks to this R-rated movie, we get to see more than just her face. <laughs> Uh-oh. So get... Fat and Skinny are having their typical fight. And we're brothers. Uh, There's Drunk Buddha. Yeah, that is right, Drunk Buddha. I had hair like that back in the 70s, like Drunk Buddha. But you but have hair like that now. <laughs> Don't you? It's not as dense. Look at look how dense that Jufro is. It's like you yeah, like yeah, to go through dense. that. Those yeah. tight curls that are infinite curls. Now, he, he started this year, 79. This is his second film. He was Hall Monitor, the evil Hall Monitor, Fritz Hansel. In the cult classic, Rock and Roll High School, The Ramones. He, I totally know him, too. <laughs> he was also up, oh, busted. He's Damn. a cop car. He was also Roy on The Facts of Life for five seasons. Wait, Roy. Roy. 
He was a male guy in Facts of Life. Well, what? he didn't deliver the mail. Well, I mean, they had George Clooney, right? He was on the show. And they had, I think, the principal in the first season. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it's Mrs. It's Mrs. Garrett and the girls. There was no boys in that, in that regular guys. Well, he played a guy named Roy for five seasons. Now, I never really watched that show seriously, so I don't know. But I like him because in 96, he was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, all right. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was also in that movie uh, 17 again. Look at this this garage he has. How fucking cool is that? He's Who got, has? It's, this is Danny DeVito's garage. Well, look, Danny DeVito has artwork on the outside. This, this, this yeah. terrible state of this wonderful car. How like old is Danny DeVito? Well, how much will it be? He's in his 50s <laughs> today. Right. Well, I laughed because I thought it was the age spec. So in the 70s, he was doing the, uh, Going South. And I right know now he's like in his twenties, right 20. here. So Taxi started in the nine in the seventies, right? So this is seventy nine. Yeah, Taxi started in the seventies. Now Rhea Perlman met him before uh, any fame, by the way. Uh, so you know what I mean? Like when somebody's like a, a midget or something. He's not a midget. Excuse me. I'm sorry to you. You probably will even object to that term, but. If you're, like, in Game of Thrones, then all of a sudden all the girls want you. No, no, no. Rhea Perlman was, <laughs> his, was his girlfriend before his fame. Right. And they were together for a long time. I mean, he would, you know, when he started directing, he put her in uh, the TV set. I don't know. What was the name of the show? He had a, uh, he directed a movie, which I never saw for HBO in the 80s or Showtime about a parody of the television industry. And Rhea Perlman was mm-hmm. in I like him as a director. You know, War of the Roses is a fucking great movie. You know, he's done some funny movies. They married in 82. He has done great movies, but I mean, it's almost like a different Danny DeVito, the Danny DeVito of the 70s. He was a B-movie person, and he was a TV guy. This is a far cry from Throw Mama from the Train or Twins. Those Uh, days were to come. What about like a... one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, okay, so that's a good example. <coughs> that was this time. It wasn't a B-movie, but it was an ensemble picture. He was he was a not a bit player, but he didn't really have much lines. He was just one of the cuckoos, right? Yeah. In the nest. Danny that's DeVito cool. became a big star, okay, but but not at this time, you know. Right. Well, he's one of those enduring stars because he's kind of been in kind of generational landmark show television shows, right? Yeah. It's always sunny mm-hmm. in, in Philadelphia and Taxi are two different fucking shows and from two different, like, milieus of, of television, it feels like. Yep, you know? yep. And uh, plus all those films where he was a Hollywood big star director and he directed all these, like, Big name stars, and then in Get Shorty, he played like a blowhard Hollywood guy. You know, he's always been in the industry, and mm-hmm. uh, I know he has his own liquor, which I guess is something you do when you have that much money. You've uh, invested in something and use your name. For yeah, it. right. Uh, the best thing about Danny DeVito is he was born in Neptune, New Jersey. He grew <laughs> up in New Jersey. Oh, and it shows. Yeah, God bless. 
Now, uh, Rhea Perlman grew up in, like, Brooklyn, Coney Island, Brooklyn. But uh, it's close enough. Uh, what was the last thing you saw Rhea Perlman in? Not swap me. Um, I saw her last as the shoplifting mother in Swap Me, 1979. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. All right, fair enough. The last thing I saw her in, I don't know, but in 2008, she was in Beethoven's Big Break. Was that what it was uh, called? Was, yeah, and I think it's like the seventh or eighth one. But she was also on episode of Wilfred. Uh, I saw her in Hung. She was a cool as a mean mom. She says she will, even though her and Danny DeVito aren't exactly friendly, they'll never divorce them. They have their children together. They have huh. their houses together. So th I thought they had divorced, but they <laughs> will never divorce. She says she will never divorce Danny DeVito. Um Let's see. Do I have it written down somewhere? Seven Globe Gold. In 1992, she did a made-for-TV movie, To Grandmother's House We Go, opposite Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen, playing the wife of Jerry Van Dyke's character. The couple kidnaps the Olsen twins, hoping to cash in on Ransom before Christmas. Hey, I think nudity, nudity. Yes, and it's Annie again doing her. Hi, guys. See, we just saved like $3.75 on a copy of Penthouse. Now, she really likes Bud Court, but not Bud Court. But Bud Court doesn't. Okay, there's Rhea Perlman with her brat kid. Oh, how cool is that? Let's listen. They're selling turtles. I had that T-shirt as a kid. Darth Vader? No, it's I, I guess so. It's the seventies kind of. I had those teeth as a kid. Me too, and that hair. And I used to yell at Swamp Me ladies. I'd be like, I don't care. My mom's Peter Brittle is much better than yours. Yeah. Fucking a. My mom's Rhea Perlman. Now I now I'm I gotta so look sorry, at babysitters. Dude. My mom's Rhea Perlman. We go out here so I can look at future babysitters, possible babysitters. <laughs> okay, now we're getting what is every teenage sex comedy movie. Okay, she is here in the go. makeshift Ready? dressing room. And hey, buddy, why don't you just skateboard your white clothes oh, over there and pull it? Ah! Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Make other people feel terrible and embarrassed. John Greer, John Greer. Okay. Now, he was Napoleon Dynamite's uh, uncle. Yes. Yes, the man is great, too. He's like a Danny DeVito. He's in two different comedic maloos. Three. Yeah. Swap me. Epochs. Eras. Um, he was in Lost as uh, Roger Linus, and it's funny. He plays the father of a guy who in real life is three years older than him. Oh, was he in flashbacks or flash forwards or was he on the island? I never watched Lost because you had to see it from the start. Right. I have seen it. I've seen it from the start. 
I waited a couple of years and then I said screw it and I watched it all on cable and then mm -hmm. I watched the rest on video and then I watched the rest on TV and uh, there's a guy named Christian Shepherd that was a very religious okay. so and then he says follow me and they they follow the Christian Shepherd and uh, they go to heaven or some shit I don't know uh-huh and they say to the jewish character aren't you coming nah i'm gonna hang out here <laughs> it's like what now, jewish i've character. never yeah. seen lost but i've been lost plenty of times oh yeah and that is a great one and that to me is exciting to watch myself when you're lost so fat and skinny are just being jerks yeah they're screwing up booby mcboob's uh swap meet table now you see her face yes isn't it does she look for oh all oh, the turtles those are real live turtles oh they knocked down the table oh, oh shots fired so like they're fat. pulling out she their phones so fat they're terrible you call them okay this is a very famous actor named Mark Lawrence and he always plays the mobster um underworld type you know right now, his daughter is named Tony Lawrence, uh, and she was married to Billy Bob Thornton. He's the ex-father-in-law of Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, so this guy is you pretty hard. You know his hard. face, right? Billy Bob Thornton's face? Nah, his name is Mark Lawrence, Mark the guy on the left there. Let's, let me see if we can pick up any audio. No. Yeah, I've seen him around. Hey, buddy. Right. Get out of here. He's in charge of the swap meet, and w I, we don't – the guy who's not Bud Court is yeah. secretly his son. Oh, he doesn't let the other swap meeters know. This guy's his checking her Ziggy. out. Hi, Annie. Annie, over here. Annie, it's me, Mike. Never. Annie, come get my gun. <laughs> you went with that and said the sun will come out? <laughs> yeah, I went yeah. with that. Instead of the sun will come out tomorrow. Okay, listen, this Mark Lawrence, the gangster guy, he was in Star Trek Next Generation, and he was in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So he's my Star Trek hero. Wow, he was in both the same character or probably different no, different, different spaces. I mean it's well it's ten years different. Uh, so you wouldn't have remembered. Okay, there's Annie trying to come on to Ziggy. And she's like, You know, you're so handsome, you're much hand more handsome than Bud Court. <laughs> For the last time I'm not Bud Court. And and uh, Ziggy is just not falling for it, you know, even though like he's always aloof and playing it cool. Now look, watch. Annie will try to be sexy. Look, I'm so sexy. And Bud Court, not Bud Court, will fall for it. See? Gotcha. Now, not Bud Court was um, the guy in Young Frankenstein in the opening scene. Isn't your grandfather's work? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I have to, I have to re that one. 
I forgot oh, about that. Oh, the inquisitive medical student. Do you remember when he took a scalpel and he stabbed his father yeah. by mistake? Oh, that My was him. father's work was doo-doo. He Sir, was the I've been looking at your actor's resume, and you seem to have some great uh, acting uh, work. Well, thank you. I was in Mel Fr uh, Brooks' uh, Young Frankenstein. Yes, yes, and also Tony Anderson's Swap Me. Total? No, no. <laughs> but, uh, yes, sir, but I know. I'd rather talk about Mel Brooks's. Now, when you were in Swap Me, uh, was that now, during Bryce the actual Mack, hours? By the way. What's that? Bryce Mack is the director. Bryce Mack. Bright Max. Well, yeah. Bryce, Bryce. He's a bright guy named Max. <laughs> B-R-I-C-E. You ever blow into a condom? If shit smells. I never have. Yeah. Well, it, it helps if it's a clean condom. Uh, oh, oh, oh. That's the difference. Yeah. Now, uh, not Bud Court was also in MASH. Really? Wasn't real Bud Court also in MASH? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. It was Captain Murhart in MASH, 1970. Uh, he was in Where the Buffalo Roam, 1980. A lot of people don't know that, but it was a Bill Murray movie that I yeah. loved. I've seen it. And it's, it a, it's a Peter Boyle author. movie. It's a Peter Boyle movie that I loved. Yeah, Peter Boyle was, Peter Boyle uh, was great Laszlo in that. Yeah, he was the lawyer. best part in that movie, the lawyer. And uh, we're talking about um, – what's, what's the author's name? Wrote for Rolling Stone, lots of drugs. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas guy. Right. His name is uh, Beverly Cleary. What? No, yeah, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of Anne Rice. Daniel Still Hunter S. Thompson. Thompson, Hunter Yay. S. Thompson. Right. Thank you. Um, Danny Goldman was also in Beware the Blob, which we watched. And Linda Lovelace for president with real Linda Lovelace. Which we watched. Seventy-five. Yeah. Well, but he's most – he isn't most famous for it, but he – the biggest thing in his career, an eight-year eight run, he was the voice of Brainy Smurfs and Hanna-Barbera's The Smurfs. Wait a minute. Why did you tell me beforehand? I would have uh, totally – who? Uh, uh, Jufro or Old Man? Uh, um, no, it, it, it's um, not not uh, Bud Court. Was oh, not Bud Court. Rainy Smurf. Yeah, yeah. And not Bud Court is this guy right here, right? No, no. this guy is Buddha. Is that Jufro well, is driving me crazy? I can't focus on anything else. That is Buddha. Yeah. And he, but not Bud Court wasn't even in that scene. But uh, Mark Lawrence was also in the Man with the Golden Gun. Um, Oh, check this out. That guy, the uh, the former father-in-law of Billy Bob Thornton. Listen, check this out. Marcus. He was really, literally friends with the legendary mob voice, mob boss Lucky Luciano. Huh? And he would visit him in Italy, you know, because he got deported when he was got out of prison for prostitution. But whenever Lawrence would go see him. Lucky would always ask him, talking, you know, exaggerated New York accent. Uh -huh. Because Luciano missed New York and New oh, Yorkers, dude. and hearing his accent would make him feel great. So um, Mark Lawrence was in front of the Un-American Activities Committee, and like a pussy, he, he caved, and he, he gave did? away all these names. Of he named names? Boo. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, big swap me if I know there was a fucking 
great scab. That's right. Turncoat. A lot of good okay, socialist now. brothers who write movie screenplays lost jobs because of you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I would throw shit off a truck at him. Really a worthy cause. So this is just, you know, like we say there's no plot, but there is. And lots of it has to do with the rivalry between the gang and Fat and Skinny. Now, can you, uh... So wait, watch what happens. All right, they're going to jump. Oh, no, no not the T-Bird. My 70s truck. My empties. Look I at that litter. I littered. Total 70s littering right there. Oh, they totaled the T-Bird, and we didn't get to see it. Those cheap bastards. That's right. We, we saw them swinging out of it. That doesn't count. <laughs> I need to see a fucking T-Bird, whether it's stock footage or not, crash down a hill. Right. Now, I just now, just this afternoon, finished a shoot of Waterman. You did? We totally did that. We totally. It's, he go, he's supposed to go into the toilet, well up all this water, and make a huge explosion. And we just <laughs> totally tricked, tricked, tricked it. Great. Well, that's what I want to see. That's the money shot. That's where my money goes. I mean, that's what I'm paying <laughs> to see. Now, look, after their accident, what do they do? They go, go to, to a bar. Yeah. I know, they smell like fish. He literally pulled a fish out of his shirt. Yeah. I would not serve that table. Table 7 is yours, Carl. I'm not going near there. Those guys look <laughs> like creeps. They're not going to tip. Hi, Table and, uh, 7. My name is Mike. Wow. Oh, so she works at the bar? No. She's wearing her swap meet clothes. Oh, I guess they all are, so. Well, I mean, uh, Susan's wearing very... Uh, gingham looking I don't know I, Nancy's really just got her boobs out right? That's yeah. the kind of shirt in which you're, it em, accentuates your boobs uh, Deborah Richard is Susan and she's just lost the TV okay? Uh -huh. But They're most, all in she's the, the second wife of this police officer Andy Renko on Hill Street Blues Oh yeah and, Yeah you know what that van was missing? Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> or Scooby-Dub. So it was all about Hill Street Blues. Her and her uh, husband were always on Hill, Hill Street, Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. Hill yeah. Street Blues. It's time for Hill Street Blues. I Be love the theme song. Be careful out there. Be careful out there. You're okay, watching. So I, I want to do a new uh, segment to our show called uh -huh. Shout Out to a Listener. And I've chosen this week to shout out to Gil Duncan. Okay. Shout out Jill to Gil Duncan. Gil Duncan is a listener, and she truly appreciates Hollywood Dogs with Drinks. So keep listening. Jill, and Jill. she wished us yeah. good health with coronavirus. She wished us good health. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Jill. Yeah. And uh, everyone, of course, be safe and... Uh, Muni Radio is available anywhere you are, so if you're home, you could listen to Muni Radio. We uh, do have a Venmo donation uh, account at uh, Muni Radio. Donate some money, but check out, we have a huge archive. As you know, Carl and I did, Carl flew over here for the uh, fifth annual yeah. Muni Radio Comedy Festival, and there's over 40 shows available right now if you go to muniradio.fm, and it'll take you to pcrcollective.org, and we have a huge list of uh, shows to download and listen to. Yeah. So, uh, you know, check it out. And, uh, it was a fun time. It was yeah. a great contest. Uh, we're going to actually uh, play festival. some. 
there was two shows that were not part of uh, our feed, and we're going to play them later, probably in April. Uh, so we have some special new shows that uh, for the live audience and comedians, and uh, you'll get to hear it. So, uh, uh, but probably next month. Probably next month. Okay, so now they go to Davina, and they're like, Davina, you're a psychic. Tell us where our bad guy's car is. Because we're not jerks who are going to screw up his car, but what we will do is kidnap it and tell him, you fix the T-Bird back to the way it used to be, and we'll give you your car back. That T-Bird is wrecked. Though. I mean, you must yeah. be like... The sun at the swap meet must have been on your head for several hours for you to come up with an idea as stupid as that. Oh, there's Danny DeVito playing 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 violin. Right. That's the big joke. He's sensitive. Oh, he was an organ grinder monkey, and uh, he likes the sound of his master (laughs) music. Now, look, Rhea Perlman went to see this play uh, called The Shrinking Bride um, in 71, and it featured DeVito, and she just loved him. He the played silly little man. He played the little guy on the cake. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. The shrinking bride. He was already shrunk. Yeah, he right. Was born shrunk. He was. He, uh, she discovered him in the fifth act. Two weeks after meeting, they moved in together, and they were married in '82. So you're saying that they hate kids. each other, or they don't? They're separated, basically, but they're never going to divorce. I have no idea. I would not call it hating each other because I just don't know that. I just know that they were married in a unit together for 20-something years. And nowadays, today, like she says she'll never divorce them, but they're not. See, I thought thought they divorced like maybe seven years ago, six years ago. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. Let me look it up. Because I've always, I love his fucking gallery. Is these these homemade pictures of Einstein outside? Yeah. Yeah. That's Danny DeVito divorced. Uh, Rhea Perlman says she'll never divorce. Wow. Danny DeVito. Even what after Swap Me. We do live separately. We see each other a lot too. But you know what it is? She said, "Listen, we made Swap Me together, so we could survive anything." <laughs> yeah, that's right. We made Ma- uh, Matilda. Remember that movie, Matilda? Yeah, and that became a Broadway musical smash, and he probably made more money off of that than any of his shit. You know, like, that's uh, a good movie. He's a good director. In, he uh, has this kind fact, of like... Perlman, yeah. He is a good director, absolutely. Uh, it says, in fact, Perlman said her relationship with the Dumbo actor is better than it was for the last five years. Now that they live separately, they live apart and huh. see each other a lot. He was in Dumbo, right? That's what she said? Because I saw that. I guess so. Timothy uh, Tim- Timothy Burton. Yeah, right, because it was Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito from Batman Returns as the same uh-huh. director, and th- this time th- they were in Dumbo. You know what I like? I like Disney movies that they remake old Disney stuff, like Dumbo or uh, Christopher Robin, Disney's Christopher Robin. Right. And they have the British... And there's a scene where they're World War One vets, and they usually do the flashbacks during the opening credits, and they'll have like a very stylized them in the trenches and fighting, and you know, then they mm-hmm. come home, and I know like Colin Farrell like lost an arm, and he's now part of Dumbo's world, but it's like that war was terrible, you know, you can sugarcoat yeah. anything in a Disney movie, but 
the opening yeah. credits, you know, show some respect. I mean, it's not like, oh, the one moment he was in the trenches, and then he's now he's back. You know? Yeah, everything's nice. Yeah. That mo- that war was, you're right, it was just horrific. It was the worst ever, and everyone was shell-shocked. And listen, that, we renamed it World War One. I think right. you know we renamed it. It was it was called the Great War or the War to End All Wars. The War to End but All Wars. But we renamed it World War One when we won. Well, you We're know, such a braggy nation. Right. Well, no, they looked at Saturday's Returns and they said, "Do you look at this box office? We got to make a sequel." <laughs> Greenlight it. Yeah. Right. Greenlight a sequel. That was the World War we won, so we called it World War One. Right. I would have called World War Two like World War One again. Well, the camp, we're the, killing it. The promotion was fantastic. Posters everywhere. Coming soon. WW Two. Like, what's WW Two? Is that like a Fast and Furious sequel? Yeah. Coming soon. WW Two. <laughs> Lots of plot twists. We're bringing characters back. We're bringing it right. We're, we're going to recreate some moments. We're going to open the field a bit. I guess Hitler was a bit player in WW1. Right. He was part of the prequel of yeah. WW2. He was only there in World War One to set up, too. So, so now yeah. they have stolen his car. So the guy comes to pick up his car, and he goes, I'm going to do a great job on your car as soon as I find it. <laughs> He's like, what? Now, there's a ransom note. He goes, ransom note? Well, this car's right there, right behind him, right? No, it's a different... No, that's the T-Bird. Oh, I see. Now, would you recommend this... Remember they were smearing the ice cream on his windshield? Right, that fucker. Now, I'm not going to ask you whether or not to recommend this movie, but would you... If I was a Danny DeVito completist, I would have to... I would recommend Swap Me. On that alone. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It's not essential viewing? No, well, viewing? Danny DeVito's part in this is not anything good. It's He does – oh, you know what's really funny? He says, I will send this car. They will make a part for it special. I will send it to Neptune, New Jersey. And so I was like, yeah, that's right. He's, he's referencing where he grew up. He said Neptune, New Jersey? Yeah. Here we go. You know, that means you made it in Hollywood if you were able to ad-lib your hometown. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, now this is the car uh, that they stole. And now there's a surprise. They're at Buddha's family farm or something. And there's all these kids that are part of, oh, we got one. Look how happy Greer is. So not only uh, is this, was, yeah, uh, he was also an astronaut farmer. He was in the Rundown. He was in Get Shorty. So he must have been a grown up, like an older man in all these movies, right? And in, in, uh, yeah, the Rundown, he must be like a linebacker. Yeah, video videos was his first character ever. Uh, Joystick. Joystick was his first movie. Really? I thought he was like oh. I thought he was like a 70s. Well, he's in this 70s movie. Oh, yeah, of course he was. So, no, this joystick can't be his. No, he was in this movie. I guess maybe that's his first movie of note. Yeah, I mean, maybe like. uh, Well, he got credits in this. I love how this. Now, he did. 
Go ahead, Carl. He did two years on the TV show Martin. Uh, Martin. Sean McDermott is the name of the character. I love this film called Ed and His Dead Mother. Oh, yeah. That was Steve Buscemi, right? Right. Steve Buscemi. Now, I don't – he might have been the sales – you remember that slick salesperson who kept selling uh, Steve Buscemi life? Oh, and I, I never saw the movie. I know it's on YouTube. Like dung- oh, you didn't see it. No, oh, yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. YouTube, Carl. Okay. I won't ruin it for you because you should see it. It's All fun. Right. The only other fun thing about him is he was in uh, an Alice in Chains video. That Rooster, do you know that song? No, I mean, come on, how many? I do not know. I know a couple Alice in Chains songs, but Rooster is not one of them. The Rooster is one of their huge, huge songs. The Rooster, the Rooster <laughs> crows like this. Uh-huh. You really don't know mm-hmm. it. It goes, hey. Once there was a rooster. <laughs> yeah, I love all that grunge shit. Once there was a rooster, <laughs> parents made him come home directly after. Uh, no, the rooster's a very famous Alice in Chains song. It's, uh... Okay, listen, listen, listen. I know you know it. It goes, hey, here comes the rooster. No, he ain't gonna die. You really don't know it. Well, I mean, if you tell me there's a rooster, I'm going to be like, what's his mortality rate right now? Is he going to die? <laughs> no, second verse. Uh, no, he's not going to die. Relax. Let me get a kick No, he ain't going to die. That's because we eat chicken, motherfucker. No. I need a rooster. Wake me up. Wow, this movie has it all. I was going to say, like, not only did we pay good money to go to a drive-in to see a movie about a drive-in, we also uh, get to see a swamp meet and a fucking petting zoo. And check it out, right. these teenagers are petting each other at the zoo, right. too. And the They're kids are watching them. They're literally rolling in the hay. They are literally rolling in the hay. Now, now the director farmer. of this movie started as a background painter for Disney. In the 40s and 50s, he did, um, he did Peter Pan, he did Lady and the Tramp, he did Alice in Wonderland. Um, huh. All available on Disney, Disney Plus. He started to write. Uh, you know, Mike. Um, yeah. With Disney, he did some quality films, and he wrote for some quality films. But on his own, as a director, he did the live-action horror film Jennifer. What does it mean, live action? What do you, What do you mean, Jennifer? Is it like? 70s, the p- demonic possession Nin- of Jennifer. Yeah, 1978, live-action horror film Jennifer, and it was written by the same guy who wrote this movie. He did Rooster, coincidentally, called Rooster the Spurs of Death in 83. <laughs> Cockadoodle Death. Yeah, he did Half a House in 79. He did four, mo- four He directed four movies, and they were all terrible you know you know who did the second half of house it was dexter fletcher directed that one dexter he was the one who directed the bohemian rhapsody when they kicked the director off the original director off oh oh. so you said he directed a movie called half a house and i said dexter fletcher directed the rest of it Uh, see pam thank you pam 
I don't know if you could hear it through my plastic bag over the microphone, but I got Pam on that one. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, he's the father of an Academy Award-winning visual effects supervisor kind of guy. And, you know, it sort of eclipsed his fame, I guess. But, I mean, his background work in the 50s is the impressive thing. He was part of the animation scene for Disney. I get you. Wow. So he must have just been like, shit, we live in this neighborhood. Let's shoot a movie. <laughs> yeah. Where? At the drive-in. Oh, you mean the flea market? It's not a flea market. Well, no, the thing is, it's like you want to get people to come to the drive-in at night. So they're there during the day for the swap yeah, meet. But yeah. how do you get them back at the drive-in? You make a movie called Swap Meet. And they're like, shit, uh, yeah, I love that. I Let's go. It. And it's like. Wasn't I, eight hours of swap meet enough? We're going to do another. <laughs> Let's go watch this in 78 more minutes. Okay, now here we have the slightest bit of hilarity. Okay. And this show, this movie hasn't been very funny, but here we have the slightest bit. They are drunk, 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 drunk. And for some reason, they want to drive the car to the swap meet now. What they're doing is they've arranged a swap. They're going to give him his car back for his perfectly repaired Seabird. Okay? All right. So they're going to start driving it. Look at the old-style beer can. I know. That's what I'm looking at. Where did he put the tab? Lots of times. They do, they drop it in the beer can again. Yeah, but doesn't like did anyone get it down their throat? Like that was a big fear of the seventies, I think. And that that sounds legit. Well, I had two big fears in the growing up in the seventies. One, I would swallow the beer tab that I put in my beer when I dropped it in right. there. And two, Billy the kid would ra- uh, rope me and make me uh, eat Hostess Twinkies, and then I would get arrested <laughs> by Spider Man. Like that was one of the things I wanted to avoid yeah. in the seventies. Now, in order to protect the car, they left the cover on, and Buddha's telling them, <laughs> make a left hiccup, make a right hiccup. So this is one of the only funny hilarity scenes of... Drug driving. Yeah. The only two things were scaring me in the 70s. The first one was... Uh, what was that first one? Uh, not giving you a hoot. Said, no, there, you said there's two... Oh, yeah, swallowing the... Yeah, the beer tab. Okay, two things scared me in the 70s. One was swallowing that beer tab, you know, when I would drop it back into my beer. The second one was my mother's bush. It was out of control. (laughs) Flip that thing, Ma. The 80s is coming. (laughs) Yeah, the 80s. Oh, so uh, it was different in the 80s is what you're saying? Yeah, in the 80s, uh, people started to get reasonable with their bushes. Right. So this was written by a guy named Steve Krantz, and he only wrote three things. One is this, Swap Meet. The other thing is Jennifer. Right, the horror movie. Right, directed by the same director. So maybe that's why he was a part of it. And lastly, there was something called Ruby in 1977. That sounds familiar. I'm not sure. Let me just look that up. Um, you sure he didn't write Adaption by Nicolas Cage? Uh, I am sure. Right. Ruby. Oh, look at that cargo. 19. It, oh, there, you see cargo? Ruby. Uh, 1977. 
Why does it keep saying move four? Move. They're still driving. Something's wrong with my keyboard. All right. Well, you know, we can move on. Nope. It's just a horrible, scary-looking movie. Not even something I recognize. Wow, something's really wrong with my keyboard because the letter U is is the number four. <laughs> are they even close? Yeah, they are close. No, not even. The U is by the seven and the eight. You're confused from your yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try to figure out why it's you bought a you bought a used uh, Christmas keyboard, right, Noel? <laughs> Noel. Noel. Good one, Mike. Thank you. What kind of name is that? No L. It's got two L's in the middle. <laughs> Fucking French. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I am We're right. hiding in plain sight. My name is Noel with the two L's. Hiding in plain sight. Do you remember there was like a comic strip like it was like Frank and Ernest and uh, one of the Frank and Ernest panels was him singing the alphabet the entire alphabet in the panel, except for the letter L. And he said, that was my Christmas carol, no L. I thought, man, <laughs> you just, that's a day's work for you. You fucking knocked that daily comic strip <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm going to write the alphabet. I'm going to write 25 letters of the alphabet in the panel, and then the punchline in the second, and I'll sign <laughs> it, have my assistant ink it, and call it, and go to the golf course. I'm sorry, this movie must be really good. Uh, well, okay, so Annie is now confessing her love for Not Bud Court. And Not Bud Court... Well, she is going to confess her love. And now he, he's getting a blowjob. And they're going to get married, and he's going to insist he become a partner at the swamp meet. Now, right in the middle of BJ, right. uh, the girls show up. And oh, she's I like, not that. now, girls. Go away. And she goes, yes, but it's an opportunity to make money. She goes, Annie, come on. They're serious. You know, and he, Oh, they know Annie's she, there? It's pretty he obvious. He gets mad, and Annie bites his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You can turn it up. Go ahead. Now watch. <laughs> okay, now, not Bud Court is having a protest. He's going on strike. He's not letting anyone into the swap meet at what? all. Worst Saturday afternoon ever. Yeah, here comes Mark Lawrence. Listen, right. the ghost of Lucy La uh, Lucky, uh, uh, Lucky Luciano wants to speak with you personally. That's right. I'm going to turn you into the House on american Activities Committee <laughs> after they pressure me. I'm going to bury your body in Joe McCarthy's backyard. Too soon? Not for me. <laughs> I live with it every day. Hey, you. So now Ziggy's making his demands, you know, like, they're the biggest swap meet ever, which is the T-Bird and the other rich car, a Peugeot or whatever, is going to happen. It's going to go down here at your swap meet. I'm going to make you famous. I'm getting married. I want more money. I want to be a partner. 
And we don't understand why he says okay, but he does. We're going to find out it's because he's his son, really. Then the movie go. Then it's the movie ends. Uh, no, we, that's not the big revelation. Okay, here he's talking to Fat and Skinny, and you know there is a plot. Um, hey Carl, do they have names before we continue with this movie? And Skinny. That. All right. All right. Go ahead. Turn them on. Turn it on. Let's see. Uh, Is it up? I can't hear a thing. Uh, it's scratchy when I can get it. Oh, We're okay. having a little audio difficulties, I guess, on this one. I mean, maybe they have real names, but are there really ever anything but fat and skinny? Like, he has a crazy fucking style, even for the 70s. A little, little <laughs> well, his style is like a dry... Okay, so now, and he's like, I'm getting married. She goes, I have big news. Can you guess? And 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 uh, Dwayne is like, uh, you're pregnant. She goes, no, I'm getting married. She's like, I I was right. Look, see the skateboarder. He goes, yeah. He's going to get hurt, as if he predicted it. And like he always has accidents. Oh, jeez, what a bummer. What's yeah, weird in this movie is, like, half the jokes are she's a bullshitter, and then the other, not half, of they're not jokes, but the other side is when she really has her amazing power. Well, so which was, is it? She was banned from the skate park. Like, she would show up and be like, uh-uh, I'm not going on that half pipe. Not with fucking fortune tellers <laughs> in there. The camcorder. Look at Rhea. Uh, she's stealing more stuff, and... Oh. An American House Committee guy <laughs> continues to try to catch her, and he's gonna have a case of mistaken identity, and we'll Hello. laugh, laugh. Hello, laugh. operator. Yeah, operator. This is Mark Lawrence. Get me Lucy, Lucky Luciano. Stats, or I'll call you in on the House of Un American Committee. Stats. Connecting. Ah, uh, I. I thought you were going to give me a hand. I didn't think it was that. <laughs> Good one. Oh, she stole the crystal Stolen, ball. stolen. Let me look into your left boob. Where you put my crystal ball. They she are misshapen now. You know why she didn't predict it? Because she took the crystal look, ball. Look, he goes like, I've been watching you all day. I caught you. And she goes, what? That's where Ferris Bueller's Day Off got that joke. Where, he, where the principal mistakes Ferris. This is not Bud Court Radio. I'm not Bud Court. Holding not court here on my serious FM show. I'm going to take some calls. Yeah, Bud, I loved you in Electric Dreams. What? I'm not that was not court. an electric tree. Uh, why didn't you use your name in the heat? Because I court. wasn't Bud Court in heat. That's why uh, I was in the credits. You weren't. You were not Bud Court, uh, who who was in Mash, who was in Young Frankenstein. I was. I in Mash. was in Mash. <laughs> and Frankenstein. 
Luke, that's oh, me. Like I found, mom, mom, I found a Mad Magazine paperback. They take the comic and they cram it into a paperback, and it looks like I'm reading a book. Okay, look now, obnoxious boy gets the pie in the face. Pizza pie. They were gonna save that for the pizza boy delivery. It's the worst Aww. porno ever. Nothing what I expected. <laughs> okay, now. Mr. Cool shows up to Danny Vito's like, you have a vehicle. He's only so like, I only have my vehicle. Give me the keys to it. You can't just take my tow truck. It's my livelihood. So now it's sort of going to be an act three race to the swap meet. Swap uh, meet. In order to yeah. race to the swap meet. So is Danny DeVito done? Is this his final moment? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Danny DeVito has left yeah. the set. Yes. And so is Rhea Perlman. Oh, well, she took the crystal ball and left. Who, who yeah. saw that coming? Not the, not the fortune teller. Uh, uh, uh. All right, now, Fat and Skinny are going to fuck with the, our heroes as they head towards the race. Did I ever tell you I went to a fortune teller? No. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I think it was a temp, because like she took out the cards, and she started putting them in like seven rows, and I mm -hmm. said, uh, "Excuse me, what is my tarot card set?" And she said, "Oh, uh, I'm just a temp. I'm playing solitaire until my shift's over." <laughs> <laughs> so now, um, not Bud Cord is up on the top of the double decker bus, right. and he's like. This is the greatest day. We're going to have the greatest swap ever. And it's the Seabird for the Peugeot. I think it's a Peugeot. So now they've cut slits so they can see. Are they sobered up by now? Yeah, that's right. Oh, they and must that car King Vidyat is driving, and they're encouraging him to drive faster, faster. <laughs> We're late for our audition for Slapshot. Right. Breaking away. If you love breaking away, you'll love Swap Me, which features the same. Oh, clothing. breaking away the um, that was the the bicycle one. Yeah. Really enjoyed that film. Did you see it in the theater? No, maybe I'm not sure. I did seventy nine. I remember that. Right. Gosh, where's that car? There's nothing to look at at this swap meet. Nobody oh, dresses Oh, the father in um, 16 Candles was in that breaking away. Right, Paul Dooley. He was in one of our films, I think, and that's why I know him. He was in the foreplay, right? Yeah, he was, and he was also in Strange Brew. Because that's a time stab, and that's very hard to fake. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to check out the finale as they tr uh, drive the car really fast uh, and then being chased by a tow truck. Will they make it to swap meet in time? I, I my, don't know. my wife interrupted me just to say there's no foreplay in the movies you guys watch. Yeah, we go right to it. We go right to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she's paying attention. This is the longest car ride ever. I mean, the novelty of them racing over. 
yeah, it's unrealistically long, and everyone's sitting there waiting for them. Right. And um, yeah. Well, no, no. One person is standing there waiting for them, and the rest of the swap meet are staring at her tits. Right, so now they're like, entertain the crowd, distract them as we wait, wait, wait. So Annie will start doing a sexy dance. Oh, really? She's not going to uh, start up a prostitution again? <laughs> well, that's a one. She can't service the entire crowd with that because that's a one-at-a-time thing. I got that. Oh, right. cop! Uh-oh, 70s cop. <laughs> 70s cop. Quinn Martin to production. Look how good Not Bud Court looks in his three-piece, you know, the vest of a three-piece suit. I can't hear the song. Swap me. But you're right, though, Mike. That is like how the song goes. Swap me. At the swap me. Or maybe you do know the song. I might have, uh, you know, I watched a bit here and there. I just watched her dance, and then I said, we're, we're doing this movie. Over and over it goes, at the swap meet, <laughs> we're at the swap meet. It's terrible. You know, the sequel, AA, did not work either, but the theme song was fantastic. They were like, we're at the AA. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous, we're at the AA. This is anonymous. You can, you know, nobody has to know that you're an alcoholic. Just stand <laughs> up and say your name and admit to being an alcoholic. No one's got to know, not you, nor Ted, nor Carl, nor Mike, nor Emily in the room. Now, I hear that Danny DeVito has a production company called Jersey Films. So maybe I should send him my Joe Piscopo governor movie. Joe and P call it, you know, yeah. make it real Jersey. Now, he ran for – Joe Piscopo keeps running for governor or – He never actually did run for governor. There was many, many races in which he telegraphed that he was going to run. One time, uh, he was taken extremely seriously, and the Phil Murphy people came to him and sat down, and they said – what would you like to see out of the government in New Jersey? Like they tried to placate him so that he wouldn't run, and he didn't. I think he likes he likes the idea of being governor more than he would really like to be the administrator of a of a state. Right. Yeah. No, so I everyone's think... pretending to be super into Annie, and she's going right. to strip all the way. And Bud Cord is not Bud Cord is like, no, you don't. Yeah, he's controlling her. Just let her dance. This is people find no, this no, entertaining. She's, she's oh, topless, wow. see? Yeah. Now everyone's looking, and what happens? They crash. drive right. Yay, Annie's uh, day today. Oh no, not the T-bird. They just drove it over there. Right. Their boobs were such. Her boobs were such a distraction that there was a four-car pileup, which we never got to see. Which we never got to see. Right, we, we see the aftermath right. of the scene. And you know that was in the trailer, too. They're like, you're going to love this, <laughs> Bill. Look what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not Bud Court. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bud Court knows that. Not yeah. Bud Court. You want to go see Bud Court to go to the San Bernardino uh, swap meet. He'll be there from San 2 to Bertino? 7 p.m. San Bernardino. 
San Bernardino. Look at my Peugeot. Okay, now they're getting getting married. married. Right. At the Swami, on top of the bus. That's good because everyone's gonna look up her dress. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's she's wearing jean shorts. Uh, she is wearing jean shorts. <laughs> da da the Swami and uh, RareLust.com. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, well, they were. I don't know, but this got posted. So thank you guys. Here at the swap meet. There's Ziggy, Danny Goldman. Danny Goldman, not Bud Court. Danny Goldman, uh, Carlos Obsession. A guy who Mark is, Lawrence. He may look no. like he's right. not, though. He's not Bud Court. There's Mark Lawrence. Lucky Luciano! AJ UC! Oh, yeah, the bear. Talking to Jersey, talking to New York accents, Mark. We, we were talking hey, about something else. About I just want to say that guy's bare ass is phenomenal. Oh, uh, yes. I yeah. thought it was a human ass, but okay. All right. Hey, swap me. Remember now, this look scene? how they're showing all these things. Like, it was a great film, and they're just right. reliving it all. Well, you, you, you're about to leave the theater. You're like, do you remember that time when Danny DeVito made that motion with his mouth, over his mouth with his finger? Right. Yeah. Where was that? Look, it, it says was Andy swap. Perlman steals photographer. I wonder if he threw his brother a he threw his brother a bone or something. Poppy well, uh, you know what? I think we're done. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, it was terrible. I hated it. It was awful, and it was good for your show because we got to laugh at not Bud Court, and we got to see John Greer again. Um, and I don't know. It was good for your show. There was lots to talk about. A Playboy Playmate. And, um... That's it. That's it. Bad movie. It's a classic 70s drive-in, but there's just... I couldn't find a plot. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, Carl, I'm going to go ahead and... uh, I'm going to type in the the movie. Oh, as you know, we, uh... As we move forward with this pandemic... You can always find out what's happening with us on our Facebook page. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Otherwise, remember, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our Twitter handle and our Twitch handle. And we also have Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. What I'm saying is that we will notify you of any change, but we'll be back next Sunday with another movie, which we're going to watch. Carl, the movie is uh, from 2009. It's called... National Lampoon presents RoboDoc. Okay. So 2009. Yeah, I got to type Robo that in. D-O-C? Robo what? RoboDoc. D-U-C-K? Yeah. Okay, RoboDoc. Nat. Nat. N-E-T apostrophe L. Lamp. Oon. Okay, cool. Carl, let me see if I can find a trailer. A movie trailer comes out before the movie. It doesn't trail anything. It's it's hitched to the full-length movie. That's why it's called a trailer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I see. 
All right, so uh, I found a trailer. This is courtesy of our very good friend, Tess1811, RoboDoc, uh -huh. the movie trailer. Let's see how the audio sounds on our feed. How ironic, right? I have a plastic bag in the mic, but we can't hear the audio. Sleazy lawyers. Can't pay your electric bill? Sue your doctor. Overworked doctors. I'm finished! After the bye-bye, game over. In a world where the healthcare After system is about to collapse. You, 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 you. Wait a second. That is our world. We need doctors, and doctors make mistakes. After all, they're only human, right? Not anymore.
go to no. the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival and check out one of the 47 shows that are posted that happen live, yeah. including Carl doing uh, impressions and uh, us doing four shows. So very exciting <laughs> stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Carl. Thank you so much. Uh, anything else or? Yeah, it's mutinyradio.fm. That's the website. That is the website. Yeah. Mutinyradio.fm. Clap, clap. Why Carl. not make a donation? Clap, clap. Uh, Carl, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And, thank uh, you, Michael. Check out carlsucks.com or the classic Carl uh, Sucks. Flights are so cheap, Mike. I might be there in person next weekend. We'll see. I heard Greyhound is really low at this now. Yeah, you could take well, a car, over days. carpool cross country for cheap right now. They don't. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to it. I'll see you soon, Carl. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French not the Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. 
a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. .fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples 
paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I'd bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! 
Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Say nighty night and kiss me. Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone and blue as can be Dream a little dream of me
world on consignment Bayonet line on arrival Talking to a rival that's lying on a rifle Hard targets Man playing cops and robbers Mock the slaughter with unconscious slobber The crowd wanted raunchy ruckus Get her down on her haunches sucking Touching on her muffin Champagne got the bubbly Too many stories disoriented Splendid I would rather eat placenta than splendor Remember whatever gets you paid FM. Here we are in the station. It's time for Tiny Kitchen, Tiny Tiny Kitchen with Rachel and Pam. Tiny Tiny Kitchen. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Unique Kitchen. Tiny Tiny. So we've realized that it's impossible to control anything in these crazy COVID times. It's impossible to control uh, our lives and what's happening with them. So we are doing a Tiny Kitchen because that we can control. Ha 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 ha. Uh, I'm going to go get some tiny coals and uh, see if we can put them in these tiny things. Uh, tell people, Rachel, about um, Tiny Kitchen at, um, at Rainbow Gathering and then also about uh, the, the, the tiny nachos we're going to make today. Tiny nachos. Yeah, the tiny, tiny uh, camp at Rainbow Gatherings has been part of our gatherings for, it's an ancient tradition about five years old. Now there's tiny tiny camps all over the country because we can't gather together so we're gathering separately there's a tiny tiny